Daily Denver Nuggets podcast brought to you by the Locked On Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Matt Moore, for today's episode, which is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. All right, folks, it's just me tonight. Uh, Adam, as you can probably imagine, is pretty emotionally spent. It's been a rough one for Nuggets fans. As I'm sure listening to this, you're having a rough one too. Um, I am going to be honest with you. I struggle with where to go. We have to talk about Jamal's injury some more. We talked about it last night. The diagnosis today confirmed it's the ACL tear. He's going to have surgery. Um, It's tough to know where to go from here. So we're going to try and work through it in three phases. First, I'll talk about where we are and how bad things are, which, as you can probably imagine, pretty bad. Things are not great. Um, I'm going to make sure that you're aware of why people keep saying it's that bad. So at least you're not like confused. I don't want Nuggets fans being like, why is everyone saying this is that bad? I mean, guys come back from the ACL and they do. But we'll talk about why it's bad in the first segment. And the second segment, we'll talk short term. Okay, we'll look at what's happening right now with the Nuggets the rest of this season. And I'll try and give you some perspective on that. And in the third segment, that's where we're going to try and find the light in the tunnel. We're going to, we're going to find it. We're not going to try. We're going to find it. I am going to be your optimist today. I'm going to lead you to being hopeful about the future. And we're going to do that in segment three. But first, I have to take you to hell. And I'm real sorry about that. But this is how it goes. So Jamal tore his ACL. It's the most severe knee injury that you can suffer. It's not the most severe injury in the NBA. That's obviously the Achilles Um, tearing his Achilles is worse. There's still been no one that's really come back from it and been anything like themselves. Kevin Durant looked like it, but he's been uh, in and out of the lineup and has had a lot of injuries since we'll see how he does in the playoffs, but Jamal didn't have an Achilles tear. He had an ACL tear. Um, He'll have surgery on it. Projected return. Okay. It does vary for everybody. 10 months, 12 months, et cetera. There's a couple of ways to look at this in terms of when Jamal is going to be back. One, there's no chance he comes back this season. So in case you were wondering, that's nope. It's out Two, it. He can have the best of intentions and still have to miss the entire season next year. Like that's definitely possible. This is a major knee injury. Uh, for those of you that remember, I don't mean to bring this up, but, Gallo suffered the torn ACL and then had problems with a different type of procedure. I want to be very clear on this. That was a whole other mess. When you talk about Gallo, do not compare this because the procedure that Gallo got that a few other key athletes got, it's basically resulted in lawsuits and has never been attempted again. Like that no longer is a thing because of all the complications that the athletes that had that surgery went through. Okay. So standard stuff. Now Gallo's thing was, it was a real exception to the rule. It was messy and complicated. Um, and honestly, at the time, like I didn't realize what was going on and didn't cover it as well as I should have, but Jamal's unlikely to have that. He will likely have a pretty straightforward. These things are pretty, it's routine. Now there's so many athletes that experience it. It's pretty routine. You may ask like, will he be like he was before? Okay. The springy step back jumpers are going to be a little less springy. He can still get his strength back up to where he can still look like that. It will probably not be next season. 
it will probably take until 2022-23 before Jamal looks actually like um, himself, but he will in time look like himself again. There are so many guys that do this and they do wind up looking like themselves again. I want to just be very clear that this surgery is not like some sort of life altering thing. Jamal's going to be fine. Um, obviously he's extremely well-paid. Um, and thankfully that that's a good thing about the NBA, right? Is the contracts are guaranteed. So Jamal's not missing out on any sort of huge money. He will have more than enough time to get back to where he needs to be before his next deal. And he probably will. And everything should be fine. Like he's locked up through 2025. They're fine on, on Jamal. I have noticed in time that some players have been able to come back from the surgery sooner. Those are players that I would describe as workaholics. The guys that just absolutely get in there and do all the rehab and do nothing but like just get themselves back. This is not to say that that the players that miss more time are lazy because that's not true. There are players in the NBA that I will go ahead and tell you that do not have a whole lot of work ethic. There's also guys that are really good at, to borrow the phrase, hooping. Like there's guys that are really good at, at playing ball, but they're not prepared for all the rehab work. They don't have that kind of mental approach. You tell them to go play basketball every day and they're like, I'm in. But all the other stuff is where it gets harder for them. Jamal, I think, is wired in such a way to put the work in. Like he will put himself through the work, all that mental preparation. So I would not be surprised. I will go ahead and tell you that I expect Jamal Murray to be back after the all-star break next season. It may be, it may be like three weeks after, right? Cause sometimes they aim for the all-star break and he just misses it. But I will tell you that he will be back with at least a month and a half back before the playoffs start. Okay. They can't replace his production. There's no way to replace his scoring. There's no way to replace his tough shot making, which is crucial in playoff environments. There's no way to replace his passing. Um, Composite is a very good passer. Jamal's a better one because he's bigger. Um, Jamonte's a very good passer. Jamal's a better passer because he's more athletic. There's no way to re- replace, honestly, his defense because his defense has gotten to be pretty good. He busts through screens. He works really hard. There's no way to replace his mental toughness. There's no way to replace his competitive spirit and how he fires the team up. There's no way to replace those moments. And you saw this in the Celtics game where when the team hits a, a drought, Jamal oftentimes will just go on a flurry, a Murray flurry, if you will, ugh, and bail them out. That will be gone. The Nuggets will have droughts where they just can't score. That's going to be a thing. Like MP, Unless MPJ fills all of those gaps and keeps up his normal pr- production, that's going to be the, the real problem. Um, in the short term, I don't think you can realistically say that they should be expected to get out of the first round. That's just the, the reality of it. I don't think you can really look at this and say, even if they were to hold on to the playoff spot, right? I think it's unlikely for them to climb. So they can't get the three. So they can't play some, play the blazers. So they're likely to face either. They're going to be four or five, six or seven. I don't think they'll slip to the play in. That's me. It's possible, but I don't think they will. Um, they're likely to play the Clippers, the Lakers, or the Suns. And so any of those teams, they can beat at full strength. They're not full strength. They're missing too big a part of them. And so I think that they're, you have to think that they're probably unlikely to get out of the first round of the playoffs. That's the reality of it. We'll talk about some of that in the second segment. Next year, 
is where things additionally get complicated. So the whole window of this team was built around a two-year window. They were going to go try and make a run, you know, add Gordon, acclimate him, make a run this season, figure out what you need to do, go full throttle with a full new team next year with Gordon attached, the core four. And then this gives you basically two windows to try and win the title. You've now got one window to win a title and it's next season. You also have to hope that nobody gets hurt next year. So they, they, they work hard and Jamal gets back. And even though he's not the same, but it's still Jamal's back next year. And then somebody else goes down and now your window's gone. And then in the summer of 2022, um, Aaron Gordon is a free agent. Now he may, he may sign an extension based off of this news. Like it may be like, look, I'm not going to bail at, you know, just because of this situation. So he may sign an extension. Like if they do a one in one, that would be great. Or if they do a two and two, like that would be great. There's a, they have options for their extension talks um, for what they want to do that can keep Gordon with flexibility to still, you know, become a free agent and have that experience. Everyone talks about quote, have that experience. And then they hate it and never want to do it again, but have that experience, choose where he wants to go, try and win a title, et cetera. Um, while still giving this team a chance. That's definitely possible. Michael Porter Jr. is a restricted free agent in the summer of 2022. Uh, so um, he'll be up for extension then. Porter and Gordon will both be up for extension. And basically at that point, off of one playoff run, hopefully, if they get Murray back and everybody stays healthy, you are going to have to try and convince the Cronkies to be willing to go into the repeater tax year after year after year. There is no way to retain Gordon, Porter, Jokic, and Murray without going into the repeater. I can't see it. I just, I can't. So if that happens, because uh, they're going to, those guys are both going to want, like Porter's obviously going to want to max the, the th- same thing everybody wants as a, as a rookie, right? You want, the, you want that security right out the box. You make like 100 million and you're set for life. You're good there. So he'll, he'll do that. Gordon is the tougher one and they sunk assets into it. Uh, and then in the summer of 2023, a year later, Nikola Jokic is a free agent. Now, look, I have a hard time envisioning Jokic ever leaving. Um, I say that knowing full well how guys can leave. Like, I always expect them to leave. I expect everyone to always go to the, to the Lakers. I'm surprised Dame's not a Laker already. Like, that's genuinely surprising to me. But I think I think we can both we can all agree here that Jokic is just wired differently. Okay, so but that puts more pressure on you because then you also have to resign Jokic. You have to resign him in a max and the money just gets really tight. And then you're trying to build around the core four with Murray coming off an ACL. Everybody else will eventually come up, right? Like Monte Morris is signed through 2024. You're going to have to worry about him eventually down the line. Will Barton is, is an unrestricted free agent. He has a player option for 21, 22. Like he has a player option for next season. He'll probably take it given the uncertainty in the market. Right. So if he, if he opts out, then you have a little bit more room to, to put Gordon on an extension, but eventually like you got to keep guys, like you're going to have to retain these dudes because your bird rights are the only way for you to keep these players. Jamichael green player option for next season. What I'm trying to tell you is like, this was bad for this year. This was bad for next year. This was bad for the future. This was bad for convincing the Cronkies to go into the repeater tax. So if you wonder why this was so bad, that's why. I think most of you know why this was so bad and have probably been feeling that. Let's go to the second segment and talk about the short term. And we'll talk about how this team will respond, what they'll do from here, 
and we'll try and figure our way forward in the third segment as we continue on Locked On Nuggets. You know, we've partnered as a network, Locked On Network, with Michelob Ultra to highlight players that bring joy, happiness, enjoyment, because it's only worth it if you enjoy it. 2.6 carbs and 95 calories from Michelob Ultra, and they believe that joy creates success, and enjoyment isn't the end game, it's the whole game. Um, I'm not going to give this to Michael Porter, <laughs> to Jamal Murray, because uh, like, what a tribute, right? Like, hey, you suffered a major injury and are going to be out for a year from the thing you love more than anything. I'm giving you the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. I am, however, going to give it to Nuggets fans. The Michelob Ultra Player of the Week is Nuggets fans because this team has been through a lot and they've been a lot, they've been a lot of fun and there's reason to love this team. And boy, have fans had a rough week. Uh, before the Murray injury, it was a rough one. Um, but you've been along for the ride. Like I've seen you holding up banners and posters and signs in Pepsi Center. I've seen this team go from an afterthought in the city to something that diehards absolutely love. Like people will remember following this team and what they have accomplished. And so I think you deserve the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week of the week for enjoying the ride with the Nuggets. We'll be right back on Lockdown. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Today's episode is especially great because it's all about Denver. Uh, I was on there talking about Jamal Murray in case you want to hear more depressing stuff. And, and, and they also talked with Locked On Broncos about the situation going on with the Broncos and the OTA. So follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app wherever you get podcasts. All right, guys. So we've gone over that the Nuggets are screwed, but you got to keep going. Okay. The season doesn't end. There are still games to be won. These are professional competitors. Their job is to compete. That's their job. They get paid to compete. Can't quit on the season. And I don't think these guys will. I think this team has always responded to adversity. This is more adversity than I think they can eventually overcome. But I will say, like, I think the, the talk about them sliding all the way out of the playoffs is a little bit much. Um, they will still find ways to win versus pretty mediocre teams. Like, the Nuggets without Murray just beat the Spurs. The Nuggets without Murray beat the Spurs twice. The Nuggets without Murray... Um, one games like that they will figure out ways to to get enough wins to get into the playoffs so obviously this is there's a couple of guys that have to step up we talked about michael porter jr last night he's the biggest one that's going to have to step up i also think aaron gordon's going to have to take a much bigger step in terms of his on-ball offense that's going to be a concern for a lot of people because gordon's on-ball offense has been pretty poor but if you use them in the right mechanisms working in with handoffs using him in more pick and rolls um running some of that stuff and just overwhelming teams with size. I think you can maybe manage some stuff. Uh, Monte Morris. We don't know when his minutes restriction is going to be lifted, but that's going to be a key question as far as Denver in terms of where they go from here. They need to get Monte back in the starting unit. Um, Focus played. I thought Focus played great last night. I want to say that by the way, he played awesome versus the warriors. That was the best game. I think I've seen from Faku in a couple months. He was legitimately great on both ends of the floor. So that's where I'm at. I feel so bad about Murray and where Nuggets fans are that I'm praising Faco Composo. But it's true. He really did play really great last night. Um, Morris has got to play. Morris has to start, and he's going to have to play heavy minutes. And Monte Morris is going to have to continue to be high efficiency. He's going to have to shoot well in the playoffs. This has been a struggle for him. He's had two years of experience. He's just going to have to get really good. Like, 
Monte Morris is going to have to fill some of that gap. I'm not saying that he needs to turn into Jamal. He doesn't. Michael Porter Jr. needs to pick up most of the slack and Gordon needs to, the, the ladder needs to go. MPJ picks up a lot of what Gordon or what they're missing with Murray. And then Gordon picks up the slack for Porter who's having to pick up for Murray. Like that's the order. And then Will Barton needs to fill in for Gordon. And then Monte Morris needs to fill in for Will. Like that's the letter. If everybody kind of goes up and of course, like Jokic is going to have to play out of his mind, but I think we've seen time and time again, that this probably there's two ways that this goes with Nicola for the rest of the season. He either is depressed and basically is just like, I went through all this. I put my body through this. You know, we, I focused in and did all of this and this is what we get. Or he can just respond and be like, Nope. Like we're still going to play and I've, it's on me and I'm the guy. And I think I, if I were me, I would lean towards the former, but I have a feeling that Jokic is going to go for the latter. I think one of the things is for all of Jokic's letdowns, like the last couple of games for him mentally, um, I'm going to remind you of game three versus Utah. That doesn't, those moments don't define him because he always does respond. He responded in the Utah series and he hit the game winner over Gobert. Um, a series winner. It, he responded in the Blazers series after the game three loss came through and got them to game four and extended the series. Like he, he has responded when called upon the last two seasons when everybody's gotten hurt. And it's like, man, the nuggets could, could really lose a lot of games here. Jokic just stepped up and carried them. And I think that you have to have a little bit of faith that Nikola Jokic is one of the reasons why this team has responded when pressed. Now, I think Jamal was a huge part of that too. I think the two of them together was a key part of how they've responded to adversity, but there's a window here for them to be able to translate that. Like there's a capacity for them to be able to do that. I think that they can accomplish that. I do think that it's going to be difficult. I think that it's going to be a challenge. I think that there's going to be nights when it's going to be really hard on Nicola. Um, Especially you're going to see so much more attention paid to him. The pick and roll weapon is like when things got tough, they would just run two man. They can't do that anymore. And that's brutal. So uh, singer, Mike singer, Denver post has reported on a couple of options. I haven't really checked in on guys that they're looking to add. Like I've tried to give the organization space. Um, given how rough this is, I'm trying to give the organization like, space to figure stuff out um they have looked at a number of guys they've looked at i think austin rivers is probably the best option and if you kind of like go oh i understand but like look it's it's what it is like i think you just kind of have to accept that you're not going to have a good option there's not a great point guard on the market so i've heard um i was on the fan and somebody suggested to dmac uh tr- jeremy lynn i don't actually don't think that's a terrible option i don't think that looking to um, the G league is a bad option to try and find you. You do want a veteran here. I, they look, I gotta be honest with you. Um, if they kept RJ, this looks different and that sucks. They had, they had to give RJ because otherwise you give two picks and it gets really difficult and they wanted RJ really bad to get Gordon. That was the deal. Like they had to give up RJ, but boy, they could, ugh, it just sucks that they, they really need Like Gary, it's fine. They could really use RJ to run point right now. Um, Meanwhile, um, I think Austin Rivers is probably the best option. There's a couple of other guys on the market. Isaiah Thomas has been mentioned, but look, I just don't think you can. He can't play in a playoff series. Austin Rivers can play in a playoff series. Okay. Like he, there's problems with Austin Rivers, but Austin Rivers can play in a playoff series. Um, 
He's probably the best option. If they come up with another option, we'll obviously talk about it. They'll find guys to, to fill in minutes and maybe they'll be good. I will think that I'll, I'll tell you this. I kind of expect them to be more competitive in the first rounds, even though I said that they were going to lose. I still think that like everyone's going to be like, there's no way they can compete. I still think they compete as long as it's not Utah. If Utah slides the two, which is definitely on the table and the nuggets slide to the play in and win the seven, then yeah, I think Utah beats them. They needed the firepower from Jamal. You have to have the ability to punish the drop. Like Jokic can win the battle versus Gobert, and they'll still lose because you have to punish the drop and you have to hit threes. And they just don't have the firepower. I think they might be able to beat Phoenix just because Phoenix is less explosive. They're just not like they don't shoot as many threes. They don't make as many threes. They're not as great shooting. It's a whole kind of thing there for them. Um, I think if it's the Lakers, obviously, it's just like, look, I, I just don't know if you can beat the defense. I don't think that they have enough guys that are ready for the level of defense the Lakers will play. But I also think that they'll probably push. I think that they'll probably challenge. I think they'll probably surprise people with how competitive they are. And the only, this is the only, like, it's, I wouldn't even say it's like a silver lining, but it's like a less pitch black lining. The, you can't have expectations for this team. No one, no one's going to have expectations for this team. And that's the best way to play. Like when you don't, when they, you have nothing to lose, you get to play free and clear and just play with emotion and for love of the game. And Denver's often played very well in those spots. I also trust, I do. I trust Michael Malone to get them in a place where they can compete. This season isn't, okay. This season isn't over, even if the Nuggets championship hopes are, is what I would tell you. And Adam always talks about the journey, right? This is part of it. Uh, I always try and remember when I'm going through stuff in life, I try and remember when things are hard. Um, my daughter was in the hospital a couple of years ago. Um, she had a respiratory virus a couple of years ago. I should note. Um, but, but so you can imagine how stressed I've been during COVID. Um, but she was in the hospital and I just kept thinking, I want her to be okay. This is so awful. I was really messed up, but I was also like consciously aware of like, this is what life is, is these moments where you're stressed and everything is hard and you're terrified for your kid. And it made it better when a year later, she's out on the soccer field, knocking other children over because my daughter is feral, but it, it did. Like, I was just, I'm so glad to see her run. Uh, my son got a knee infection when he was like, two and he couldn't walk for a while it's really tough seeing your kid not able to walk when you have to carry your kid up and down the stairs like it was really scary it was hard and so now when he runs like i think of that the reason i bring this up is this sucks and it's hard but this is part of it is going through the hard times as part of your experience being a fan being a fan of anything loving anything comes with these consequences and it doesn't get to be easy all the time unless you're a Lakers fan and you don't want to do that. I'm going to find the bright side for you when we come back. I'm going to tell you about how this is going to be okay on the other side when we return on Locked on Nuggets. But first, guys talked about, you know what? Jamal's going to have some time. Got to stay in shape. Got to eat healthy to keep his body ready for the rehab. That's why he's going to need Belt Bar. Even more delicious are 18 amazing flavors. The six new ones like Apple Almond Crisp 
Um, the one like mint brownie that Adam likes because he's a monster that needs to be erased from history. The bars are covered in hundred percent chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They're great. If you're trying to be health conscious, uh, the cherry bar cigar, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and only four gram net carbs. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked 15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code locked 15 for 15% off at builtbar. Dot com. We're also brought to you today by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You can still bet NBA, the NHL. Hey, how about the Mavs and the Rockies as well? Those are all in full swing. Bet Online has even, they even cover the awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They got updated odds and props and almost anything you could imagine. They got you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today using promo code LOCKEDON, L O C K E D O N, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Day. I know that you probably didn't like we're not looking forward to listening to this and are just like I'm gonna listen to Locked On and feel sad and go listen to Elliot Smith music and cry. But I am gonna tell you um how we can you can have some optimism for the future. First, though, get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA draft, the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast, scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credential draft experts. Follow the Locked On NBA podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. All right, here's the deal. So yeah, Jamal's out. That sucks. He's a warrior. He gets back. He get back before the all-star break next year. He comes back after the all-star break. You're ready to go. You get him back in. He struggles. They wind up as a dangerous seat on the outside. They just start playing well on the outside. Everyone stays healthy after a full off season to recover. Hopefully this season, if they will just let the guys have a rest. Uh, Jokic, there's no, Jokic isn't going anywhere. Okay, Jokic is playing at this level. There's no reason to think that he slides off. Um, things can always happen. Jamal's proof of that. But J- Joker's still going to be awesome. As long as he's playing, Joker's still going to be awesome. MPJ has made so many strides this year. Like He has gotten so much better, and you all have seen it. Yeah, he shot inefficiently the last two games trying to press. Fine. He has been awesome over the last month and a half, and he will respond to getting more responsibility. He will get, get more of those responsibilities. Jokic will understand how much he needs him and will trust him more. They'll work on that relationship. It will make them stronger. We saw what happened in the bubble when Murray was out and it was just Joker and MPJ. Joker will accept what he has to work with. As much as he might complain about guys that limit it, he knows how talented MPJ is. He knows how talented Aaron Gordon is. He knows how talented Jermichael Green is. And those guys will still be able to compete. Those guys will still give you wins. This will still be a good team. And everyone will know that next spring, they get Jamal Murray back. Murray will absolutely attack his rehab like nobody else has. I believe that. Like, there is nobody I know that works harder than Jamal Murray. In the league, there's nobody I know that works harder. He just, he does, it was one of the most fundamental things that I missed out on those first couple of years was how much he worked. It wasn't just for show either. Like he really committed himself to listening and trying to build and doing all the things that he needs to, to get himself in a position to be the best player he can be. You can trust Jamal Murray to attack his rehab. You can trust Jamal Murray to be in shape when he comes back. You can trust Jamal Murray to want to beat this. 
That is what you want in your franchise cornerstone. That is what you want in your superstar is a guy that when he gets hit with the ACL, yeah, Jamal's going to feel he's going to, he's probably going to be depressed for a while until he can get back on his feet, but then he's going to be able to walk without crutches. Then he's going to be able to run. Then he's going to be able to play basketball. Then he's going to be able to get back in condition. Then he's going to get back on the court and then he's going to be coming for everybody's head. You can have faith in that. Gordon knew what he was signing up for. I think it'd be really weird if Aaron Gordon were to say like, yes, I want you to trade for me. I want out of here. I want to, and then say, I want to go to Denver, experience what he has, play so well, and then bail on the franchise. It's possible. Guys do this all the time, but I think it's, it would be pretty surprising. I think there's a good chance that Aaron Gordon understands how good he can be here and they work out some sort of extension deal and they can get through. I like the Nuggets whenever there's a position of adversity. I like them in that spot. That's where they've been at their best. Down 3-1 in the playoffs twice without with only seven players on a back-to-back versus Utah and Milwaukee. Like, this is where they thrive. And yeah, it's probably not going to happen this year. And that sucks. But next season, next season is alive. Don't count it out. Is it going to be tough? Yeah. Tim Connolly, though, has done a hell of a job keeping this team together and building stuff. They will figure out options. They will figure this stuff out. And I'll tell you, I think if anything else, when as much as this sucks, as much as it delays the window, I do believe this is going to result in something great for the Nuggets, whether that's a finals appearance or a title. I believe that this is going to, that, that this core, that what they've built, I believe that this is going to result in something good for them. And when it does, it's going to make all of this pain and all of this heartache and all of this misery worth it. Keep that in mind. That's why we keep going. That wrap it up for Locked On Nuggets. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for making us part of your day. Hang in there. Stay locked on with us. We're going to keep covering this team. They're going to make a playoff run. We're going to get through everything, and it's going to be frustrating, but we're going to get through it, and you're going to be able to enjoy basketball because for a while there, we have to remember we didn't have basketball last year, and that sucked. We have basketball. The Nuggets are playing. The Nuggets will play this week. We will get you covered on all those games. We'll cover you, get you post-game coverage tomorrow night. Hang in there. Hit us up at Locked On Nuggets. Rate, review, and subscribe. I will talk to you soon. I'm Locked On Nuggets.